Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Welcome to Ready to Thrive. Okay, I know the title of the show is a little bit intense. I want to tell you it is not all doom and gloom. It's actually quite um, quite encouraging. So listen in. But first, I also want to share my two courses, Tangled and Ready to Rise, are available for you at any point through my website, JacquelineWidener.com. And you know, I think Ready to Rise is a great course for this moment. It is going to help you identify What are your specific God-given gifts? Be able to kind of identify what those are, throw off the fear that is holding you back and actually begin to take steps forward in using those gifts, using the things that God has already placed inside of you. So check that out at JacquelineWidener.com or through the link in my bio on Instagram. And I hope you enjoy this episode. It's the end of the world as we know it. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. So a bit of a different episode than I have been doing over the last while. I'd really love to do a few solo shows just to share a little bit about what I think God has been showing me, what's on my heart, both from a really spiritual viewpoint, but then also share some really practical things that we can be doing in general in our lives, but also in this moment. So today we're diving into more of the spiritual end. And um, this is a real-time podcast where I have just been feeling like the title of this show, it's the end of the world as we know it. And if you're familiar with that song, I've had that song just not, I haven't been playing it, but it's just been kind of running through my head that, you know, I don't want to sing it for you. It's the end of the world as we know it. And um, I think because I have been seeing all around on you know social media and the news just lots of things that feel like whoa like what what is happening it feels like the end of the world and you know this is nothing new i know when when covid first hit uh, march of 2020 there was all of this like it's the end of the world it's the apocalypse all of this craziness one of my favorite memes was when somebody shared like what i thought my you know apocalypse wardrobe was going to look like and it had this woman kind of as a warrior and she's like but what it really looks like and instead it was a woman in a bathrobe with curlers and I was like that feels very true uh, but I think we can feel like we're in this place um, right now of tension and so locally where I am we've just had what feels like a step backwards we've had masks mandated as of today and it can just feel super discouraging and so Uh, A few weeks ago, I started feeling this sense of what I would call like spiritual contractions. It just felt like, oh, there's a there's a pressure. And I had been feeling this way in the spring as well. And I had said this to a few friends. It feels like there is this tightening, this pressure, and then this release. 
and this pressure and then this release, which is what happens when you are in labor. And so, you know, you can't help but feel like Matthew 24, 8, where Jesus says, you know, in the end times, there's going to be these birth pains. And it's felt like that. It's felt like these spiritual contractions. And um, so I think sometimes we have this question of like, are we in the end times? Now, I don't think anybody knows the answer to that. And there are definitely a lot of people who have spent time studying. And and I'm not going to come at it from that place because that I don't have the hours put in um, to study. But, you know, we can look right in the book of Acts where Peter is addressing the crowd right after the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. And in Acts 2.17, he says, like, this is in reference to what Joel said, the prophet, like in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And so really, he was saying there like, yep, we're starting the last days. And so yes, we are in the last days. That was 2000 years ago, we're still going towards it. So I don't know, you know, where we're at in that timeline, but I can kind of speak some truth into this moment. And I think what has happened for a lot of us has been this feeling of frustration, this feeling of discouragement, um, even this feeling of fear. And I've shared before on the podcast, um, John 10.10, where it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that that word destroy in the Greek is this word apollomy in one of the um, one of the translations is render useless. And so I know for myself, when I get in a place where I am deeply frustrated, where I'm discouraged, where I feel helpless and I feel hopeless, I'm rendered useless. Like I'm really unable to be effective in any way for the kingdom of God. I'm unable to be effective as a mom, as a friend, as a wife, as a neighbor, All of these places that God has called me to, I just end up being really paralyzed. And with all of the things that have been going on in the news lately, it's easy to get sucked into that place of just trying to gain more information. And so I know I I have gotten sucked into that place where I'm scrolling and I'm looking up things and whether I'm trying to distract myself or I'm just trying to feel a sense of calm or control because I'm getting more information, um, it isn't helping. So one of the questions I think to ask ourselves even in this moment is, you know, how much information do we need? Like how much information is helpful? And so for me, I know it's actually, it's not as much as I think I need. Like, yes, I need to be informed of, of things going on locally and things going on globally. I probably don't need as many details as I'm sometimes searching for. And I think that sometimes it's in that hunt for more information, more details that really can actually leave us feeling paralyzed. We can feel overwhelmed by all of the things going on in the world that we can't possibly help with. We can feel um, overwhelmed by just the state of government or um, other things that we feel like I cannot change this thing. And so again, we can get in this place of really almost doing nothing. And so my encouragement is to say like, hey, how much information do I need? And then also begin to say, what can I do? Like, what are the things that I can do? And so sometimes it means 
you know, turning off the phone or the computer, or maybe not engaging in conversations with certain people, you know, are going to kind of steer you down um, one path that is going to leave you feeling paralyzed. Um, We can always pray. The prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. And um, we can gather with others and pray. And depending on where you are, that might be gathering with people in your home or gathering with people online. Um, But prayer is powerful. So we cannot give up praying. Another thing we can do is worship. And for a lot of us, church hasn't been an option for a year and a half. And that's really taken a hit on our um, our time to sing and worship. And worship really is warfare amongst many other things. Um, worship changes our heart posture. Um, it really allows God to speak into our lives. I don't know if you've ever had that where you're worshiping and you feel like God is just like giving you ideas. It might be ideas about someone to reach out to, something to do, or just giving you comfort, um, feeling that sense of God's presence and connection. Um, One of the things I have found that is helpful um, in general, but especially in the season, is going for a drive. And I had a long drive yesterday. And as I was driving, um, I cranked the worship music and it just felt like I was at church. It was just me and God in the car. Um, but if that has not been something you have done because you've been at home Sunday mornings watching services online, you feel uncomfortable with people around you, can I just say whether it's in your shower, going for a drive, whatever you need to do while your family is out cranking the worship music while you're in the kitchen, this is going to be a game changer for you spiritually to move out of that place of feeling paralyzed. Um, we have to worship. It's and I could share a ton of scriptures from the Old Testament, Old Testament where you see like Elisha, um, who's looking for wisdom, asks for a harp, and God gives him direction. Um, you see other people heading into battle, and I'm sorry I don't have the references for them right now. Um, and it, you know, things that will say as as they began to praise that God came against their enemies. So worship is warfare. Worship brings wisdom. Worship brings connection to God. Um, do not give up worshiping. It may be something that you don't know where to start. You can just look up YouTube or Apple Music or anywhere and just and just type in worship music. Um, but but don't give that up. Don't give up praying, and don't give up worship. Um, this definitely needs to be a time where we are not fearful, but we are actually focused. One of the um, books of the Bible I've been reading lately, I've really been enjoying, is Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is a guy who was on a mission. He was on a mission to build, rebuild. And I think that is so timely for where we are at right now. So many of us are in a place of rebuild. And um, Nehemiah experienced a lot of opposition. You can read about it and you can read how, you know, very early on, really, as he arrives in town, there are these guys who, who don't like it. They don't like what he's there to do. They don't like his mission. And I think it's such a good picture of the enemy who's like, whoa, this, this woman just got up off the couch. She stopped, she stopped scrolling. And you can imagine like, you know, in, 
this spiritual realm that the enemy is like, whoa, 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 this this mom has has gotten off of her phone and she's going to do she's going to go talk to her neighbor. We have to distract her. We have to stop her. We have to come at her with opposition. So if you know, like opposition is always going to come against you as you are doing the things that God has put on your heart. So it's helpful to be aware of the opposition and to not give it any airtime. And so I love this verse from Nehemiah 6.3 as the opposition is like clever and deceitful and comes in all these different ways. Please read Nehemiah if you haven't already read it. And Nehemiah says, I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Right? He's speaking to, sending a message back to his enemy. And I think that is true for each one of us listening. You have a great project. There, there are places, people, there's space that you have been placed. You've been positioned for such a time as this. You really have been born at this time in this place. And it may not look big and glamorous in the world's eyes, but is so significant in God's eyes. You have to first believe God has you here on purpose for a purpose um, and then be focused on that. And, you know, I share a lot of things here on the podcast. I share over social media, but I need to tell you, while those things may seem like big things to some people, it is the things I am doing no one sees. It is the conversations with neighbors. It is the little nudges of a text message. It is the things that I'm doing. Those feel like the, those are actually the big things that God has called me to. I can't be doing things online and neglecting where I have been placed in this time, in this season. And so sometimes we actually have to put down our phone and look up and see who is around us. Who are the the kids around us, the neighbors' kids around us? Who are the people that God continues to put on our heart and our mind and in our path? And sometimes those are not the people we would have picked. Like they're not like, oh, I ideally want to, you know, pour into this person or get to know this person, but they are the people God has in front of us. And so that's part of my encouragement to you is to not be living in fear in this moment. And I understand it feels like I, I shared at the beginning, like these birth pains and what is going on? There's so much pressure. There's so much, so much tension. I hope that the, the pressure you feel actually begins to wake you up, that begins to light a fire inside of you. And pressure isn't fun. No one likes pressure. Nobody likes opposition. But it does something. And I, you see it in Nehemiah. You see that he had to become super focused because the pressure on the outside. I don't know if he would have completed his work as quickly as he did if he didn't have that pressure because he had to be focused. He could have just been like, well, we've got two years to do this. Let's just slowly work at it. But no, the enemy was coming against him. So if we can kind of flip the script, even on the opposition we feel and the pressure, it, it helps us stay focused. The last thing I want to share is um, yesterday I drove out and I saw a friend. So I told you I went on this drive, had this awesome worship time, and I went to go see a friend who happens to have a house that has blueberry fields behind it. And she doesn't own the blueberry fields, but the owners of the house have said, hey, 
there are actually way more blueberries here than our pickers can handle. So you and your kids, like you guys can pick as many blueberries as you want. So they've been picking blueberries for as long as they've been ripe. And I came with a huge bucket, filled my bucket with blueberries. And we, we did not even scratch the surface of these blueberries. Like we were in one tiny section. And even in this tiny section, there was no way we could have picked all that was in this tiny section. And as I, I looked down at this field, really for as far as my eye could see, I, I realized there are going to be blueberries that, that don't get picked. Blueberries that get missed. And the line came to me that Jesus shared, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. That's from Matthew 9, 37. And that is the case right now. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And it really, um, it really convicted me of how much I have been focused on in this season, how much I have let distract me from really the main thing. And so I, my hope is that we would remember really what we are here for. And I know sometimes it can feel like, you know what, I, I can't share my faith because I'm, I'm not an expert in it. I don't know all the answers. I don't have, um, I, don't, I don't know everything about the Bible. And I would just want to say, that's okay. You don't have to. You just have to be in a relationship with Jesus, able to share your experience, your relationship. And I think when we cultivate our relationship with Jesus, it, we almost don't, it's almost like we don't even have to say a word to people. Because people will see the difference in our lives. I know that has been true in my life. Um, but then we get to use words. We get to share our faith. And uh, there was this great line I heard a few years ago that stuck with me. That just said, you know, the Holy Spirit is already at work in people's lives. He said, enter into the conversation the Holy Spirit is already having. And so really, we sometimes feel like, oh, like, is it my job to like share the whole gospel perfectly, to convert people, all of these things? And it's like, no, you just get to enter into the conversation the Holy Spirit's already having with people. You would be amazed as you begin to just share what Jesus is doing in your life, that people, they, they want that hope. They want that joy. And so as we stay deeply rooted in Jesus, not being distracted by so many things that are going on in the world. Again, we can be informed. We can trust that there may be things that God is wanting us to rise up in in this moment, to speak against, to speak out on. Um, but what is he calling us to right where we are, right where we've been positioned for such a time as this? Um, you know, the world, the world needs your voice more than ever. Your neighbor needs you to share about the hope and the faith that you have in Jesus. This is not a time to shrink back, but really to stand firm and to begin to um, rise up and speak the truth of who Jesus is. The world needs it. I hope this has been encouraging to you. Um, I have a more practical episode coming next week, and then we will be back again with a few different interviews. Uh, but I just want to encourage you in this strange time, in this moment we're at where things feel intense, 
where there's pressure, I want you to know that God is in control. He's never not been in control and we can feel like we are spinny and things are out of control and things come out of left field, but we can stay deeply rooted in him. He will never leave us or forsake us. And he has a plan ultimately to continue bringing people back into relationship with him. So let's partner with him in that. There really is nothing greater that we could be doing with our time. Bless you. I pray that this episode has helped you move one step closer to thriving. Can I just say thank you for listening? This space has been incredibly encouraging for me this past year. And as I am being deeply encouraged by these conversations, I trust you are as well. And I'm not going to ask you to rate the show or subscribe, but I am going to ask if while you were listening today, a friend popped into your mind and you thought, hmm, I think they could use this encouragement. Can I ask you to share this episode with them, with one person? When I listen to podcasts on my phone, there are three little dots at the bottom right and I click there to share. Also, can I say sometimes I don't share with others as I'm worried about what they'll think of me if they think I'm bugging them by sharing something. But when someone shares something with me, I am never bothered. Often it is the exact thing I needed to hear. So if someone popped into your mind, click those three little dots and share this encouraging conversation with them. And thank you for listening to Ready to Thrive.